the trauma team and I aren't making those great movies like Romeo and Juliet or Father's Day or The Toxic Avenger or Big Ice Night or The Chicken Dead, Katy Perry, Toxie and I like to kick back and, and watch Moving Pictures Massacre because Moving Picture Massacre is the best entertainment that, that we know. Right, Katy Perry? Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Moving Picture Massacre. Today, we are celebrating, for some reason, episode nine. And when I say celebration, I just mean we actually got together again at a reasonable time. So, for this new movie that we're going to talk about today, I'm going to let Matt talk about it. No, he's not over there. For me, he's over there. And uh, tell us about what we were watching. All right, so this was one of my picks, and I found this at a thrift store, so it was cheap, and you can tell why the movie is so cheap if you watch it. Um, But anyways, it is from 1999, and it is called Bats, and this movie stars Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, is it Dinah Mayer? And then you get Bob Gutton and um, the dude from Cool Runnings, who is listed as Leon. No last name, just Leon. And uh, this was... A fun movie for me to watch. I do enjoy creature features. Uh, I enjoyed Rachnophobia, Lake Placid, movies like that. So Bats is kind of right up my alley. And this one really didn't disappoint. And I'll go a little bit further into detail with this um, as we go on. But I just want to start by, you know, showing the cover here. There's a lot of inverted stuff going on here. So you got the title inverted on here. Um, If you take it out, the label is also inverted on this tape, too. Um, and then uh, it, it kind of had a weird intro and an outro to this movie. Um, I thought they had filmed it in widescreen. It was kind of odd on my TV. It split down. Uh, at the beginning, I was like, man, I got a widescreen VHS. And I didn't know how to react to that. Um, but everything, you know, after a little bit, it blew up to full picture and things were good again. Uh, but anyways, I will let these guys uh, take it from here and just, you know, get some opening opinions on this movie. So, uh, Tom, what would you think? Well, um, to quickly just kind of go over the movie, it, uh, it's it's about bats. It's, it's Bats come to a town and start ripping up these people in Texas, and you can't, you don't know why. You find out why as you go through the movie that they're these weird you know, juiced up steroid bats and uh, they're eating people along with livestock and all that other stuff. So you get a bat specialist and Lou Diamond Phillips as a uh, sheriff in Texas taking care of the bat problem, right? Um, It was fun. I liked the movie. Again, it's a creature features type of movie. Um, The things that were kind of lame to me um, just right off the bat was... (laughs) Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm that is. Um, uh, back in the day, and even now, if you don't pay for good CGI, like you just don't have it. And back in the day, it just didn't really exist. And so, when you have massive amounts of things flying towards you, it's not gonna always look that good. You know, look at the birds. This, you know, this was just an angrier version of birds. It was like flight. Not flightless birds, but like hairless birds when they were bats. Because these bats didn't have any hair. A lot of bats are kind of fuzzy in the chest back area. These were like, they look kind of like more like gremlins. Or like um, those guys on the top of buildings. Gargoyles, you know, almost. I liked them when they were up close. Uh, They looked cool. They're cheesy but neat. And they come and they've got these big little mouths and stuff. But 
Anyways, I enjoyed the movie as a whole. Ricky, what do you think about it? I uh, didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there. I mean, mostly the parts that stood out to me, as far as moments that I did like, were comedic moments. Uh, as far as the movie as a whole, I mean, granted the creature effects were pretty cool. I mean, you had Greg, Greg Nicotero doing all the uh, makeup and puppeteering, and I mean, he's one of uh, one of the five legends of the of the makeup genre for sure. But uh, yeah, he did a good job, but I mean, the story was, it was kind of boring. Um, the one thing that bothered me the most was anytime there was like an attack scene where the bats would like jump on someone, they did that shaky camera strobe light thing and it drove me insane. I hate when they do that. <laughs> like save that for found footage. Don't like I, I hated it. But uh <laughs> other than that, I mean it was it was it was a fun watch just for the comedic value of it. But all in all I didn't really care for it too much. <laughs> Matt, how you wanna dive into this? I'm gonna let you go ahead and start it. Um, I'll start by just like the, the positives to this movie and you named quite a few. Uh, first off, I didn't realize Greg Nicotero did any of the puppeteering and effects for this. And that makes sense um, because it was done really well. Uh, like Tom said, there was bad CGI in it. But when you got up close with the puppets, the bats, uh, I thought it was well done. I, I'm a fan of practical effects. Um, I also like that this movie was only an hour and a half long. Um, I, you know, after a while, I just think that movies drag on and it's unnecessary. And this was kind of at the sweet spot, you know, and the 90s did that really, really well, um, where you get an hour and a half long movie, they get their story told and they wouldn't tell you more than you needed to know or less than you needed to know. And that's uh, that's perfect to me. Um, I thought they got a decent cast of people in this. Like uh, we talked about some of the people in it uh, for being as bad as the movie is. I'm surprised that some of these people signed on to do this movie. And I appreciate that they did do that. Um, and I'm not going to really go a whole lot into the negatives because I think we can really tear this movie apart here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think uh, overall, I just I really like the effects in this movie, like the up close practical effects. Uh, I know Tom talked about the uh, what the bats look like. To me, I thought they looked like little terror dogs from Ghostbusters. They look like little flying terror dogs. And that was great to me. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, Tom, what'd you think? <clears throat> like I said, just overall, it was, it was an enjoyable movie to, to say, you know, to, to break it down into something smaller. You know, I didn't hate that I watched it. That's for sure. Um, like you said, there was some cool stuff for sure. There was some good comedy relief moments in there. Um, you know, when the guy from the CDC shows up. And he's like, you know, I'm from the CDC, and you get a response of the uh, what was the guy's name? The the actual character's name, the assistant. Do you remember his name? Really bad. In, from Cool Runnings. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, thank you. Uh, he goes, I never touched that girl. When the CDC guy's like, I'm from the CDC. He's like, I never touched that girl. I was like, that has nothing to do with anything, but it was funny. Um, he definitely brought in the comedic value of things. Um, what else did I like? Oh, one thing that I noticed that I thought was a cool little nod was when the town was being overrun by bats, there was a movie theater and 
Nosferatu was showing in the movie theater. It was on the marquee, and I thought that was a cool little thing. Um, what else? What else? I do have more things that I wrote down that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, there was quite a bit that I didn't necessarily like either. Yeah, I, I found out that um, this the movie had CGI bats, puppet bats, some animatronic bats, and two live bats. For some reason, there was only two actual live bats. And I think, you know, in the very beginning, when you see her hold a bat, you know, when she's in the cave, I think that's one of them. I don't know if maybe the other one happened at the same time and she it's just shown as one bat, you know, they have like a stand-in actor bat, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's two actual bats in the movie. Um, what did I put? Oh, uh, one thing that I thought was funny was when Sheila is getting attacked by the bats in the middle of the town when the first big attack shows up. Um, she's getting attacked. She's like swarmed by a few of them. And the CDC guy runs out and they all stop attacking her and go to him and kill him instantly, even though she was being attacked for like two and a half minutes and just has some scratches on her. So like, I'm like, she's definitely a main character because she's totally fine getting attacked by these bats. And this guy got attacked by the same amount and died in like five seconds. So I thought that was entertaining. But um, if I was to go into some bad things um i'm not gonna dwell on them a lot but the one thing that you mentioned ricky that definitely bothered the absolute hell out of me was the camera shots at times they had some slow motion camera shots that were unnecessary it was this weird skewed kind of thing it looks like they smushed the film or something and everything was kind of bent to the side a little and at first I thought, I was like, oh, maybe it's the view of the bat. Like, we're getting what the bat sees as it comes in or something. But then it happened when there was no bats on screen whatsoever. So I was like, that threw that theory out the window. It's just bad, <laughs> bad filming. I just did not like that at all. Um, yeah, uh, Ricky, I'll let you go ahead because I know you're going to rip into it more than any of us. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed the the part you were just talking about with the whole camera skewing the first time i actually really noticed it was uh when the sh when the uh deputy sheriff busts through the glass door of like that i'm guessing it was like a bar or a pool hall or whatever but when he's like shooting at the bats i really noticed it in that scene i was like okay that 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 was pretty stupid <laughs> and he's like talking to the bats as if they're like whoever he was like chasing he's like stand back calm down it's like dude they're fucking bad so they don't give a shit what you're saying <laughs> but uh one thing i i thought was kind of kind of funny was the uh the add factor that they gave the bats because like you said just a second ago they just stop attacking her and go straight for that cdc guy but the first time i noticed it was when they're swarmed all over the sheriff's jeep and then the Jimmy and the other sheriff pull up in the cop car and they all just kind of stop what they're doing and just look and then they just take off. <laughs> it's like, no, fuck this. We're going to get them now. <laughs> but they, they kind of had like an ADD factor where they they see something new and they're like, hey, what's that? Let's go get that. <laughs> um, I do want to throw one thing out there that I did like because there's not going to be many of those because uh, I did write this down. But when... At the end, when they're trying to turn on the little uh, refrigeration machine thing, 
and uh, Lou Diamond Phillips' character is getting attacked by the bat, and he pulls out the flare and just busts it right in the bat's face. I was like, okay, that was sweet. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, Jimmy was definitely the highlight of the movie for me. Like, he had a lot of one-liners that were fucking great. Um, the first one that really stood out to me was, uh, it was after they had started investigating the town and everything. And he's like, uh, I've been doing some thinking and fuck this. I'm going to Antarctica. <laughs> that was a good one. But, uh, yeah, other than that, there wasn't really much for me to say that I liked. I mean, I do like the fact that they had the warden from Shawshank in the movie because Shawshank is one of my two favorite movies ever, ever made. And I don't think anything will knock those two movies off the pedestal, that in Seven. But uh, we're not talking about that in Seven. We're talking about this movie. So, Matt, go ahead with what you want to talk about. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll just start with things that I didn't necessarily like. Um, because I, I think we can run with this for a little while. Um, first off, I'm in agreement with you guys. The shaky camera angles got on my nerves so bad um the first you know one or two times they did it fine but every time that it happened throughout the movie it was just getting old real quick and like you mentioned the flare i thought it was sheila who lit the flare i'm still not 100 percent sure which person it was because that whole like fight scene with that bat in that cave i don't know who was who you know because they it was just a, a blob of people just in rolling around in this big shaky camera and I, it was just really easy to lose concentration in the movie when you were watching it. Um, another thing, um, I don't get what the deal is with helicopters pulling into scenes, getting out, knowing your name, and people are automatically like, yeah, I'll get on. And it always ends poorly. You, you've seen it with Jurassic Park. You know, the doctor lands. He's like, Lord, uh, Dr. Grant. And they go to Jurassic Park and the shit hits the fan. And this was the same thing that happened with this movie. A guy she doesn't know shows up. And it's like, you're important. We, you're the best. We need you. And then people just start dying all around her. Um, so I, I, I wish there was a different way they could like introduce stuff like this in these movies. Um, another thing I didn't necessarily like was um, right at the beginning with the car, the first like kill scene, that bat like kamikaze that window, but that was the only one it could do was that car window for some reason. They couldn't hit the cop car, um, fly through it. They couldn't do the Bronco. Um, so that was, I was like, well, I mean, shouldn't they just tear through this a lot easier, but it was kind of cool seeing them pop through different vents and stuff like that. Um, that was interesting, uh, to see how that all worked out. Um, one part of the story I didn't necessarily like, um, was the town scene when, um, right before it all happens, she's like, oh, they're using sonar. They're on their way. Um, I don't understand why this person who is a professional, um, in studying bats, at that moment in time, like when she can hear that and she knows that that's a signal to like bring the whole army, why she can't just recreate that and just trap them. Cause I mean, they're bats. If you know, I, I just assume that if that's, if she knows exactly what it sounds like, like radar detection or whatever, they could recreate that, send these somewhere and it'd be like critters and like blow them up in the meat factory. Um, and I, I, I just kind of, was like, okay, I, I that's what I would have done, but then we wouldn't have been able to extend the movie so far. Um, and then uh, I, there was quite a bit of stuff, but I'll go ahead and, and I'll let Ricky start because I know he's got a long list of things too. <laughs> I try not to take a long list on this one because I always 
kind of tend to steal the show on things that I hate. But uh, I guess one that really, really stood out to me that I did write down because it bothered the shit out of me was in the diner. The kid that's playing the arcade game and then the, the guy sitting at the bar having his meal, he gets attacked by this bat and he's literally laying on the bar top fighting with this bat kicking glasses over just knocking everything out the way screaming battling with this bat and this kid does not miss a beat he is zoned in on that game it's like dude get the fuck out of here you heard all that shit get off the damn game and get out of the damn building <laughs> that bothered the shit out of me because i don't care how zoned out i am if i hear some glasses start smashing and somebody starts screaming i'm gonna be like what the fuck is that <laughs> I don't but yeah that that one bothered me a lot because no kid's gonna be that zoned out unless he's deaf <laughs> which is possible they did never go into <laughs> detail who that kid is <laughs> but uh let's see i'm trying to think of something else that i really hated because i tried not to take too many notes and shit on this movie too bad <laughs> um i don't know let me think on it tom go ahead with some stuff on yours while i think <laughs> i don't i honestly don't think i have anything else i was trying to think in like um you know the the ending was okay it was nothing spectacular i didn't hate it i didn't you know it wasn't amazing um <clears throat> the like i said the cgi wasn't great but i didn't expect it to be you know so o overall there was definitely some dumb things and you've heard them all so far i would say um and so like i don't, I don't think there was anything else that stood out for me that really bothered me with it it was definitely a uh I don't want to call it a middle of the road movie because I think we all just did that the last episode we shot. Uh, but I, I, you know, it was okay. I I was not mad that I watched it, and I feel like it gave me a real like uh, Tremors vibe at first because it was out in Texas. It was the same style of hunting monsters or getting away from monsters, you know. Um, and so it had it definitely had that feeling to it. Um, and I know that uh, there was a sequel that came out in, I think, 2006. And then they just remade the movie last this year or last year. I think it was 2021. Um, I haven't watched the remake, let alone the sequel. And I don't know if I will. I know one thing that I read was um, the actor from Shawshank that was in this movie was actually hired on for like a six-year contract or something like that um, in case there was a sequel. And somehow he would come back, even though we watched him die. So I'm not, I don't know how that would work. But um, then they, they made the sequel two years after his contract was up. So I don't know if they were waiting to not pay him <laughs> to be in it again, or what the why the reasoning was that they did a sequel directly after his contract was up. But they did, apparently. So if you want to search that out, feel free. But uh, Matt, if you have anything else uh, that you want to say about that, feel free. Sure. I did. Uh, I I did get a kick out of uh, the scientist, the doctor, when he's like, "I control them," and he does the whole arm thing, and then they just like maul him and eat him, or what you think happens. You know, they maul him and eat him. Uh, it just that kind of made me laugh a little bit. Like I was picturing them for some reason actually listening to him at first, and like you saw like uh, Batman Begins when he's in the cave and they're all like circling around him. It's just in my mind. I'm like, this is gonna happen right now, and this is gonna be awesome. Um, and it didn't, and it's kind of what you would should expect to happen happens. Um, and 
either way, I, I wasn't like real disappointed with that. Um, I think too, and this is kind of a spoiler when they're like, oh yeah, we uh, accidentally let these bats out, but we're not allowed to tell you why. I think everyone honestly probably watches this and is like, oh, this is a government experiment that's meant to be a weapon. And it turns out that it is. Um, so, I mean, there was a lot of predictable stuff in this movie, I thought. And even at the end, like when you see the, the, the bat pop out and you're like, oh, he popped out and you're like, he's going to get ran over. And the Bronco just smashes him. Um, so it, th that was another kind of like issue I had, which I think all 90s movies, I think, are kind of predictable to an extent, though. Like you can watch it and be like, oh, this is going to happen right now. And they kind of they follow that same formula every time they make a movie until, you know, now people understand like that formula and they're like, well, people expect this so I can change it. And they just didn't do that back then. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I'm, there's always, it seems like I have a, a huge list of things I hate about these movies, but I genuinely honestly like most of them. And I'm, I'm like you said, I'm saying middle of the road with this movie. Um, would I watch it by myself again? No. Uh, would I watch it if you know everyone was coming over and someone was like bats that sounds awesome I'd be like hell yeah it is and let's put it in and it would be probably a brand new movie at that point to me so um, yeah I, I don't really have a whole lot other to say about it you know, Ricky you got anything to add uh, I will say I know we've been kind of giving the CGI a hard time but I will say there is one movie that I hate the CGI in way more than I hated this one, and that's Spawn. The 1996 Spawn CGI was the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's so bad. But, uh, yeah, uh, I know in our previous episode, we skipped right over our little star rating that we've been doing. So we're going to get back to doing that right now. Tom, I'm going to let you start. And give us a star rating on this one. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I apologize to everyone that may have watched uh, the last episode that we did, episode eight, because we didn't do a rating. And I think that was completely just the fact that we hadn't done a show in a month and totally forgot about it. So we are going to do that again. <laughs> okay, if I was to give this movie, we're going out of five, right? That's what it's always been. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. Um, I would give this movie, I'm trying to think of the way that I do it a lot of the time is I go back to the last one we did and think what I gave that and then how I compare this to that one. You know what I mean? Um, and I honestly think I liked this movie more than, uh, Invaders from Mars for a couple different random reasons. Um, but I'm going to, not enough to really change what I would rate it. And so I'm going to give it the same rating that I would have given Invaders from Mars, and that would be three stars for me. What about you, Matt? I'll leave I'm, you for last, Ricky, because you're going to be mean. I, I'm i the exact same. Like, you, you mentioned Middle of the Road, and that's kind of what I thought. And the Middle of the Road movie, to me, deserves a three. Um, so that's what I'm going to go with. I wasn't blown away by this movie by any means um but like you said it wasn't a movie that i like entirely hated or just something i despise and will never watch again um so yeah it's just a, a right in the middle a three ricky all right well you knew you guys knew i was gonna shit on it so but i cannot give it a three because i gave the dentist a three and a half and I actually really enjoyed The Dentist. 
I did not really enjoy this movie, but I'm not going to be as mean as I was with Psychomania, because I know for a fact Psychomania got a Uno. <laughs> so I'm going to give this one, let's say, I'm going to give it a two, because it's right around the area where I have, like, A Stranger is Watching, which is one of those that I'm not upset that I watched it, but it's not something that I'm going to see in my collection and be like, oh, that's something I want to watch. No, it's just a one-time view. Cool, I've seen it. That's the end of it. Uh, so I'll, I'll get. I'll. I'll I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with two. We'll give it a two. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, cool. Well, we've got three, three, and a two. So that's not the worst thing we've ever done. That's for damn sure. And one thing we did last episode that we can do this episode again is pick our next movie right for you guys you guys get to watch us do it you get to watch my phone spin a little thing around um so i'm gonna do it from kind of far away so you can see it spin and then i'm gonna cover up all the other choices so you don't see the movies we're projecting (laughs) to watch later but anyways do this see if i can see the button there it goes and we're gonna get orca sweet so Orca is a movie about a killer whale, and I bought that from someone off of Instagram maybe, I don't know, a month and a half ago, and it's just been sitting on my shelf waiting for me to watch it, and I haven't watched it yet, so I'm excited to watch it. I've seen it on all kinds of shelves and stuff like that. People buy it all the time. I know nothing about it. It could be absolute garbage, and people just buy it because it's a movie about a killer whale, so it looks cool. Like, the cover is super sweet. Um, but who knows? It may be a masterpiece for all we know. So if either of you have anything else to add. I just, I'm waiting for the day when we have the perfect score. Oof. Whether it be like all zeros or all fives. That's fair. Uh, I, I would take either one of them. Cause can I, give it a zero? I, we, I don't think, do we give it a zero? I mean, we could, I guess if we absolutely despise a movie, I don't see why not. I guess that's true. But if uh yeah, I'm far with House of the Devil, I will give it a zero for sure. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna just seek out the worst movie I think I can find. House of the Devil, that's I'm... it. <laughs> I have a stack of movies over here, and I was looking and I was like, is it any of these? Do are, are one of these the worst movie ever? And they're they're not, not quite <laughs> the potential zero. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It you know it may honestly. I'm not gonna drop things. It may be this. Uh, it came from beneath the sea, but just from the name and the photo already makes me want to give it at least a two. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm a sucker for old movies like that, and yeah, yeah. I think for sure I'll be like, yeah, I like that a little bit. Yeah. Now, so. now that I think about it, Tom. We're thinking of a movie that we might give a, a big fat goose egg to. I'm not going to say the name of it because we're going to do that episode at some point. But I'm pretty sure you have three copies of a movie that's going to give a goose egg. <laughs> true. I'm thoroughly excited about that. And I need to ship those copies to you guys. Um, I finally found the two because they went missing somehow. And I apparently packed them with 
a bunch of my other movies and never looked in there again. But we will do an episode on that movie. The movie seems to be so bad that it has two different names, which a lot of movies do have two different names. But this movie has two different names and not a trailer to be seen. YouTube isn't like, no, fuck your trailer. Doesn't exist. I we We know absolutely nothing besides the fact that this movie has two names. And so I'm thoroughly excited <laughs> to watch it eventually. So yeah, but, yeah, I'm sure it's bad. It's a miracle that it's actually made it to VHS. That's how you can find sealed copies for 25 cents at a bookstore. <laughs> you know it's good. The guy warned you. Yeah. 25 <laughs> cents. Oof. Oof. Not that one. Not that one. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Thank you all so much for watching episode nine of Moving Picture Massacre. Do yourself a favor, like I say every single week, go out and watch Bats. There are multiple ways to watch it streaming-wise for free and to rent. Um, it's a, probably a dollar VHS movie at your local thrift store as well. So go ahead, pick it up, watch it, have your own take on it. Comment on this video. Let us know what you thought about it because I'd love to hear that. I'd love to uh, let you know that you're either completely wrong because you love this movie or <laughs> or uh, you hate it as much as Ricky. I would love to know. I really would. So thank you for watching. Um, if it's your first time here, we appreciate you a ton. Like and subscribe to the video, to the channel, all that stuff. And if you've watched all of our videos coming this far, we appreciate you so much more. So we will see you guys for episode 10 where we talk about Orca and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bats. <laughs> yeah. <Ha. laughs>